3: I forgot that she was also the sexy fish in Shark Tale. Just wanted to make sure. Yes, a, baby. In, thank you. Yes. For thank you for bringing hearsay. that up.
0: That is so true. That, uh, and thank you for, and yet, and she should say it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you
0: for saying that.
1: I've never really been a gamer, but Lara Croft uh, in Tomb Raider was not like a super important figure for me as a youth, but definitely someone I was aware of and thought was cunt.
3: Someone I was aware of and thought was cunt is the title of your next memoir. That, or, or actually, that sounds like a Lana Del Rey album.
1: Someone I was aware of and thought was cunt. Yeah, all yeah, lowercase. No, that's a, that's a song on a Lana album. It, yeah, someone yeah. I was aware of, parentheses, and thought, and was, thought cunt. was cunt. <laughs> um, and someone I've also long been aware of and have always thought is Cunt, is Macy Rodman, who's here today to talk with us all about Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and the woman who embody Adi Adi to her. Angelina Jolie.
3: <laughs> and this is we like we can't play this down. A tranifestation, okay? Like Macy is God of podcasting, and like we in podcast communities adore everything that is Nymphal Wars. So to like have Macy on the show, hello, this is a yes. dream come true.
1: Yes. If you aren't familiar with Macy, she's an incredible performer, musician, and co-host of Nympho Wars, the best and only podcast to ever exist, the only podcast that should exist, including this one. Um, (laughs) So we will, this is the last episode of this podcast. We will be ending it after this so that only Nympho Wars continues. Um, But we're so happy to have Macy with us today to talk about all things Tomb Raider and Angelina Jolie. Because this is Like a Virgin, the show we give yesterday's pop culture, today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran
3: Torado. Rose, Rose, you know that we have some nooses out because do you want to know what happened to me last night? What happened to you last night? An ex who I have not spoken to or seen in years texted me and said, I
1: miss you. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's nooses out the season for sure.
3: <laughs> and like, it's so funny because I got the text and it was like cinematic. I got the text and you know, when I have like breakups with people that like waste my time, I put next to their contact, do not text in all
1: caps. <laughs> I know, I've looked through your phone. But the thing is that you don't follow your own rules and frequently text people that you write do not text next to. Okay,
3: frequently but not always because sometimes it does work and sometimes it doesn't.
1: Like, I have been in the car going to change the music (laughs) on your phone and I'll say, you have a text from... Beep. Beep. Do not text. Qu- par- parentheses. Do not text. <laughs> Why are they texting you? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Why are you in conversation with them? Yeah, and this is one of those scenarios where I was like, I know exactly what's happening because we hadn't talked in so long. And Rose, I dragged him immediately. I said, I, I, like, he sent me a bunch of things that was like, oh, I want to visit you in LA, blah, blah, blah. And I responded. I said, so you've been listening to the new SZA, huh? Haven't you? And he said, he was like, okay. Accurate drag. (laughs) You got his ass. But that's the thing is like, SZA really does make music for like people that are experiencing breakups and like girls with intrusive thoughts. Like that is the vibe. (laughs)
1: Yes, I'm definitely more in the second camp. I I will say I have been loving the album since I listened to it. It's not necessarily making me feel anything, but I think that's just because I'm like dead inside. But (laughs) I am... Vibing to it immensely and haven't been able to listen to anything else all weekend.
3: Yeah, I I also like can't turn it off. Like I am addicted. I love love. I, it's like everything that I wanted out of her, honestly. And you know, like there and is some
1: things that I wasn't expecting to get from her, life. like the whole like pop punk vibe of it. Ah! The F- the f to f of it all which is is that female to female no
3: <laughs> maybe <laughs> it sounds like a fan f- fiction f- tag ftf T-
1: f- T- f- trans <laughs> um i used to tell my friend who did steroids that he was an m to m trans man don't cancel me <laughs> um that's not 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 true it's not not true um yeah i i really wasn't expecting that on the album i i guess i didn't really know what to expect so i'm just happily receiving this album
3: yeah 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 exactly but what I meant to like what I was trying to say is just like that I'm grateful honestly that she doesn't release music that often like there's a preciousness now to the work of a SZA album that I can cherish that is I think something that's really great about anticipating someone for me someone like SZA and you know I I'm less likely to like pick it apart or get mad about certain things because I'm just grateful to have SZA, um as opposed to like another artist that releases, you know, an album every other year or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, it is, it is interesting that both, SZA and Lana released new music in the same week. Um, mm-hmm. Lana released her the first single of her new album, Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard, which mm-hmm. I love. And it, these are two artists who I would say have like somewhat similar sensibilities, like not necessarily make the same kind of music, but make thematically similar like sad girl music girls, but are almost girls with intrusive thoughts girls yeah intrusive but are thoughts. but are almost girls with intrusive thoughts and fat asses um <laughs> but they are almost diametrically opposed in the way that they release music because Alana is super prolific you know she releases yeah. an album every 2 years if not more and has since the start of her career and there is a real sense that like she is constantly making art and wanting to immediately put it out and like has that relationship with her fan base and I don't know if it's because she feels pressure to or if that's just she just is producing on that level where she wants to be constantly sharing it whereas someone like SZA seems to really want to be like perfecting it and only putting out something when it's like really is completed and cohesive. Um, And I mean, also we don't know what the whole like business side of it is behind the scenes, but like, obviously there has been this long running joke about how we're always waiting on this as an album. I, she said something last week about how, a bunch of people who she wanted to feature on the album didn't turn in their verses on time. <gasps> and I saw someone tweet like they probably thought they had a lot longer to, <laughs> before they needed to. Wait, uh, I need yeah. to know. So we who could those have had more were. features. I'm sure. But I'm, I'm I need glad. To see a Reddit. I'm glad we got the ones that we did because the Phoebe song is so good.
3: So fucking cool. I, I loved it. Wait, I don't want to lose the thread, but I have to ask you Does Lana have a fat ass? Or does she just Um, make music for girls with fat asses? I I think she
1: makes music for both girls with fat asses and girls with flat asses.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was thinking more flat, but, you know, I could see it. Girls Um, with flat
1: asses who want to have fat
3: asses. (laughs) (laughs) On the Phoebe song, okay, I already told you, I'm not going to tell the versions because it was too sacred of an experience, but I had, like, an out-of-body, like, near-spiritual experience with this song, driving in my car with something that happened to me. Um, I was shook by how when Phoebe's verse drops... It's almost like a new... It sounds like just it drops in, like, a Phoebe song. Like, it's so crystallinely, clearly just Phoebe. And I was shocked by that, honestly. That it wasn't, like, run through the mill of, like, SZA's kind of, like, layered, you know, landscape-y production. um, Until... There's, like, a little voice distortion at the end. But I, I loved it. I mean, it was really unexpected. Like yeah, Phoebe's dropped.
1: verse. Phoebe's verse does sound like it could be right off Punisher. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's I like that when an artist brings another artist on and lets them do what they do. Yeah, you know, I actually felt a a lot like that when. um Midnight's came out and Lana was on Snow on the Beach. Like I think she was perfectly utilized in a way that is very true to who Lana is as an artist. And yeah, I do I do think SZA used or or collaborated with Phoebe in the same way. Um you know, some of my favorite songs um are obviously the Phoebe song, R F to F. I also really like Gone Girl, um, not just for the you know, amazing Amy of it all. So but expected I also think of you. it's it's just, like, a really fun, pretty song. Uh, what are some of your faves so far? I mean, I do love the Phoebe song. I love love language. SZA sampling
3: herself, like, it was so good. And then, like, the orchestra after she samples herself in that song, it's, like, so... I just, like, I appreciate, you know, much like the way she used Phoebe, SZA like sees like features and sees so many different she takes inspiration from so many different genres and like the way she creates this kind of tapestry of music I think is like over and over again so captivating and so a genre right like she fucks with like multiple genres within her own and it's almost as if she used Phoebe as like not used that's like I I don't want it to be like you know, pejorative, but it's almost like Phoebe was like an instrument, like a beautiful instrument to lay within the canvas of her work. And I found that over and over again with stuff like, um, with Gone Girl, definitely. I think F2F is like another moment where I was just like, damn, like you really can explore all genres and, uh, and, or, um, actually Forgiveness where she like did the, the Vespertine like Bjork sample, taking Mm -hmm. the little choir from the background I was like damn this is like so good Um, and I love
1: just thinking about SZA listening to Bjork
3: that's what I'm saying like you know that their work is in conversation like regardless of like how far away you might see their like respective like art forms like their work is in conversation and you can I don't know I just appreciate SZA on the production level um and I have also been like Day one Sisostan, like sweet November Sisostan for sure. Wait, I don't want to, you know, non-consensually uh, uh, make you listen to any uh, White Lotus discourse, but like, can I? Girl, like, I, I,
1: I, I, exist I exist on the <laughs> internet, you know, I, 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 I haven't watched the season, I'm not going to, I just I just don't care. <laughs> um, but because I haven't watched the season, I would love to get like your TLDR, what you thought of it as a whole, since I'm not going to watch it. And then I truly never want to hear about it again until, you know, the next season inevitably comes out. By the way, spoilers for this season of The White Lotus if you haven't watched and want to or um, haven't watched the finale yet.
3: Something that I think was super Fascinating and like a joy to watch. That I like honestly, it's a conversation I'm not saying anywhere else. Is like the function of like sex work in this season. Like, have you been hearing at all about like the kind of two sex worker characters in the show?
1: No, I I have the phrase white lotus muted on Twitter for the exact <laughs> reason.
3: Okay, so I mean, there are two central characters. I also that have
1: are... Ava Max muted. Just oh. <laughs> I would I, that would maybe be fun one day for us to go through and share some of our muted Twitter. Some words. of our mute.
3: I have Ava Max muted on Spotify. Unfortunately, um, I don't know what my muted Twitter words are. I'd have to check. Um, probably Elon. Um, I okay. So White Lotus. Um, there are these two sex workers that are kind of central characters, integral to the plot. In fact, they're actually like the driving force behind a lot of point plot points throughout the show. And I would say there are. I think. Four sex workers total that come in and out of the series and function some way within the plot. And Rose, so many different sex workers are hired or engaged with, like, on a professional level, like, for their profession— And each character who hires a sex worker does it for like a completely different reason, a completely different motive, a completely different world. And some of these characters are people that you would never either wouldn't expect to use or engage with sex work or hated sex workers at the beginning of the series. And so like, I just like honestly thought that was like interesting to see how sex workers like move lives, like move characters and Mm -hmm. move plot points And they were kind of the fan favorite characters. Like I'm sure you've seen, you're seeing like pictures of them with the little like bob or whatever. Uh, The girl with like the curly I have
1: have kind of trained my brain to immediately identify White (laughs) Lotus screenshots and just scroll Uh, past. uh. Speaking of sex work, um, I saw the menu this weekend um, and really liked it. And I, you have, you haven't seen it yet, right? No, I haven't. So I won't spoil anything for you because you you do want to see it
3: yes i do yeah okay
1: so i want you to go into it without spoilers obviously but i want to put a pin in this and come back and talk about what you think about the way sex work is depicted in the menu because it is um but but generally i really liked the movie and had a lot of fun watching it and thought it was super funny and, like, so, at least somewhat incisive. So we'll, you know, we'll catch up on that when, when you've seen it.
3: Look, I'm here for Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt and Judith
1: Light. Judith Light, a kind of uh, criminally underused in the film. No! Which is Which is very ensemble-y, but she could have had... She was kind of one note through the entire movie and could have had much more to do. But I still enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed... Um, I saw it uh, at Lincoln Center... Uh, at the Lincoln Center AMC with my brother. It was mm-hmm. the first time I had been in, at to an AMC since I saw Tar and I was just so happy to see Nicole again. I missed her. I was the only one who <laughs> applauded at the end of her, of her monologue. Listen, virgins,
3: uh, Rose, Phoebe, and I have created a survey, a listener survey, just for you. We are not harvesting your data. This is literally just so we can, you know, shape the show and make it even more fun than it already is. And we have loved the responses we've got so far. Rose has peeked in. You've peeked in the responses. Yes.
1: Uh, yes, I, I read through most of. Of them that uh, the, at the end of the first day the survey was out and I was very honestly no homo touched by mm. how many people responded to the survey how really thoughtful your responses were and how much you love the show um it's so really keep them coming
3: some of y'all love the show almost too much I was kind of like okay where's the negative feedback like come on <laughs>
1: No, I'm just Don't kidding. say that. I don't want it.
3: <laughs> No, please don't send us negative feedback. But we do want ideas, and we love the ideas that we've been seeing so far. So click the link in the show notes to, uh, you know, fill out like a three-minute survey, and uh, you might win a virgin hat. And who doesn't want a virgin hat? But more important, you are part of a collective. You are participating in a- a- an incredible community that is you is. You're, you're
1: rocking the vote. Yes, you vote now. (laughs) As RuPaul says, as RuPaul makes drag queens say at the end of every episode of Drag Race, vote.
3: (laughs) To to the moon. To To the moon. To the moon.
1: To the moon.
5: Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Shawn Paul, Sum41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
1: I mean Macy, are you I feel like I do know this about you, but are you a big gamer?
0: Um, so I go through phases, um, where I am inspired to game. And then I will take it I'll like really like um, binge out on it and then I'll I'll take a break for a while. but um, yeah I go
1: through I go through seasons of gaming. Okay. do you have a particular like style of game that you like? Not that I'm like super <laughs> literate on them, but I feel like they're like they're sort of like the tried and true you know, models of of games i
3: love but, I love you right. trying to like parse your way through like video gaming language <laughs> it 's actually incredible because rose like doesn 't know i wasn 't really a gamer i 'm not but. a
1: i 'm not a gamer, but like I know like <laughs> my my main experience with video games is like this one Wizard of Oz Nintendo game that I used to play when I was little. And then, um, like, creating uh, uh, wrestlers in some kind of wrestling game. Oh, Uh, yeah, uh, Of course, they were always, always women. And, like, as soon as the actual game had to start, I lost interest. I was only into making (laughs) the characters. (laughs) So uh, were you ever into Sims? Because that's a big... I I was, but like, I mean, this is so kind of cliche, or I guess Mm. it's not, maybe I'm just like a a twisted person, but all (laughs) I would do is use the hack, use like Rosebud, um, like build the house and then kill the Sims as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, sometimes you could
0: add in nudity. So it's like rich nude (laughs) death. Oh, I didn't didn't know about that. But okay, so... So, what I like is either a third person action game, which is your classic like Tomb Raider or GTA where you see the person running. Because I, too, love like a, a cre- I, um, create a sim type vibe where you're uh, putting a character together. I need to see it. Um, I don't do first person shooters. Um, I like an open world, but that's not necessarily. Um, Required, but yeah, I love a level creator. Or if they have provided a cunty little um, main character, that's great too.
1: And two is not the ultimate cunty main character, but Miss Laura Pop <laughs> exactly. the, the diva doll herself, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the original doll. Um, Original soul since 1996. Wait, so how? Oh, so not, that was gonna be my question: Is how long Tomb Raider has been around? Because it feels like she's been with us forever, and in a way, yes. she kind of has. Um, yes. Did you start? Did you start playing Tomb Raider when it first came out?
0: Yes. Well, no. I I think I started at Tomb Raider Two, which came out in '97, um, and my mom was a babysitter. And so we would, when she put the kids down for a nap, we would like play Tomb Raider. And that was like my intro to Tomb Raider. And we played all the PS1 games into the PS2 games. And that was like, that was how I came to Tomb Raider.
1: Did you get to dress Laura Croft up or was she, was her outfit kind of fixed? Because she has such a defined look. Mm-hmm. It was, it was
0: fixed from, I think, one to, th- Tomb Raider 1 to Tomb Raider 3. It was pretty much all that one outfit, except there were, there was, like, a wetsuit. There was, like, a cold version with, like, a bomber jacket. And her and nipples then... were, like,
3: hard through the not. <laughs> jacket, I'm assuming. <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly.
1: Well, yeah. she always and, had, like, She always had huge out. tits, no matter what.
0: Huge tits, ass out, legs out, like... The whole bit. Really impractical and then, for all that, like, spelunking she was doing. Literally everywhere that she was, she was she was totally impractical. Um, and then there was, like, yeah, they got, like, a she got, like, a Matrix suit at one point, probably after the Matrix came out. Like, they were just like, oh, throw that in there. And then now, the most recent game, she's, like, REI, like, very practical and <laughs> really...
1: Sucks. Like, <laughs> not not REI. It is. It's
3: giving Cabela's. Yes. <laughs>
0: they've like. It's giving Paragon Sports. It's giving like. It's giving all of that. It's okay, like really so, a bummer.
1: So is his Lara Croft's thing like is she a superhero or is she just like extremely rich like Batman? Oh, she's rich. she's Batman. She's Batman. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she just has rich. like lots of training and tech, and she. Is an adventurer?
0: Yes, her backstory is that
1: she's a Pulitzer
0: Prize winning photojournalist. No,
3: and, wait, <laughs> but, you're kidding me. No, I'm not
0: that joking. Is... <laughs> and her father. Her Instagram her fa- must be lit. <laughs> She's yeah. huge on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's done so many Nat Geo covers. <laughs> yeah. In the game, she actually invented Instagram. No, um, <laughs> her father's name is, like, Rupert Cro. I forget her dad's name, but he was, like, an Indiana Jones type, like, before okay. she was born. And so a lot of the games are, like, like, Batman is, like, my dead daddy who died... On the in the fields, I'm continuing his legacy and taking all these photos and like <laughs> sometimes like restoring artifacts, sometimes like taking an artifact. It's like there, it's all this stuff that has to do with her personal lore and like the the like things that she learned from her father and like yeah, it's it's very Batman. Yeah
1: is is she um. Respectful of the cultures that she's, um, <laughs> the tombs she's raiding. I mean, I might be biased,
0: but I think it, my overall memory is yes, because the in the original like plans for the game, she was supposed to be like a hired gun who was like stealing things for these mega rich people. But in the one that actually came out, she's like a lone operator she's like often restoring things or like correcting things or stopping people from stealing artifacts that would change the course of history um Mm. but she does have like a shit ton of artifacts like at her house yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i feel i feel like i feel like it's there's a fine there's a fine line there she's maybe (laughs) she's maybe giving like um Xena Warrior Princess, a little in which like Xena's whole thing was, you know, she was like making up for being a having been a warlord. So maybe Lara Croft has some. She's done some questionable things, and now she's she's got a little bit of a.
0: She's got a Karma is My Boyfriend kind of thing yeah, going on. Yeah. Yeah. She's
1: like, I'm restoring all these stolen artifacts that were stolen by me
3: <laughs>
1: in my house. Yeah, it's me. Hi.
0: I'm the problem. It's me. I did not know
3: that Xena was a warlord. That's actually yeah. crazy. But honestly, like... Yeah, it's like, called
0: Xena Warlord, your, your princess.
3: <laughs> Xena it's, Warhawk, imperialist princess.
1: Um, Xena Climber change denier <laughs> turned activist war- princess yeah like her Wilson little and her he gabrielle is greta is greta tunberg
3: but i don't <laughs> I, Macy, i don't think you're being biased i'm just i'm willing to subscribe to bu- to the belief that you know Tomb Raider was like the kind of ethical response to Indiana Jones because I do feel like Indiana Jones, like when we look at it now, like everyone's always like, "Oh my God, it's so problematic, and you're Mm -hmm. a colonizer or whatever," and it's all about these stolen artifacts, and like, and then Tomb Raider was like, "But I'm a girl," and yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I think they like girl bossing, and
0: I think they like attempted that, but maybe didn't do it with like the deftest hand, (laughs) and like. (laughs) In the Shocking, new ones, for, for 1996. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the new ones, they like um, they they're really. You can tell that they really are like trying to be careful with that line, and like she's like doing research. She's like she's so weird in the new game. She's like she's, very like, timid. she's a TikToker now. She's, she's not a photojournalist. So, <laughs> so, well, in the movie, in the Alicia Vikander movie, she's a fucking bike messenger. Who then lives oh, in this crazy yeah. rich house? Not that.
1: It's so also, weird. Also, not Alicia Vikander. Who? Oh is, my god! Know, don't get me it, fucking she's, started. She's the, she's the in the the Danish girl, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which honestly should have been Eddie
0: Redmayne as Lara Croft. It, but it, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> no. Uh, why does it all come back to the Danish girl? I feel like we've brought it up several <laughs> times on this podcast.
3: I think she won the Oscar for the Danish girl too. Like everyone she loved did. her performance. The- yes, yeah, she did. She did. She <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so wait. brave
1: of her to appear in a movie um, <laughs> about Danish people. <laughs> I would love
3: to hear, while we're on the movies, actually, so I've seen, I, I don't know if I've seen this, the Tomb Raider sequel, but I have seen the OG, and I have seen the Alicia Vikander one. Okay, um, well, speaking of, Danish,
0: speaking of Danish people and the Tomb Raider <laughs> sequel, um, the person who directed the Tomb Raider sequel's name is... Jan DeBont,
1: and he also directed Speed and Twister, which I did not know. Wow, what an incredible filmography. I love Speed, and I love Twister. I know they're great movies. Yeah. And then he did Lara Croft
0: colon Tomb Raider dash the cradle of life. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: okay. So I remember the movies as being kind of. Magical, maybe in a way that the games weren't? I don't know.
0: The games are always pretty magical. They always had... It always got... um, You, like, later in the game, there was always... It, like, was revealed that there was a supernatural element happening. But, Mm, yeah, the the movie from the jump is, like, Illuminati... um, The, like... It's like the the changing of the celestial like uh, I don't know I don't know what celestial body on that is yeah
3: <laughs> we're talking about exactly. the plot we're talking about the plot as if it mattered to anyone in this film right. or like anyone right. who it, watches it it like, wasn't right. about that <laughs> no no
1: <laughs> I just the only thing I really remember was that Angelina Jolie's real life dad who she was estranged from played yep. her dad in the movie John John Voight yeah yeah.
0: <laughs> And it was I did their like fr- It was their first like um uh re It was like their reunion was on this movie. And then I think right after the movie, they like went
1: back to being estranged. Yeah, he was like, Well, I did it for the check and now I'm out. I yeah.
3: love, love though like everyone involved was like, yeah, this kind of like healing reparative like reunion of two estranged souls is gonna come together on Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Right. Like, this, what a space to work through your trauma. Like, come on. That's amazing. Hollywood
0: superstar celebrity family like, uh, <laughs> therapy.
1: Like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, that this was... When did the first Tomb Raider movie come out? Uh, 2001. Um, and okay. then number two
0: came out in 2003.
1: So okay. this was peak Angelina being, like... Most famous actress yeah. in the world. This yeah, was like, and so it kind, of, but also like, was this kind of like the beginning of her sort of, um, like recontextualization as someone who is like a little bit more serious, and maybe that's why the dad reconciliation happened.
0: Mm. Maybe yeah cuz it's like I'm I'm a big box office star now. I'm not just this wild child who's swapping vials of blood and making out with my brother. Oh my <laughs> like, god. <The> making <laughs> I have out with my shit brother. together. Yeah. I mean, Tomb Raider at the time was the biggest grossing film with a female headlining lead. Um oh wow. And then like the but the like the um DVD sales like doubled after that, so it was just, it was a huge uh, phenomenon. Um, so I I mean honestly, I can see John Voight signing on for the Jack. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, it's like it was huge, you know.
3: I I'm so fascinated by just like the the how big it became immediately. Like it's like I looking back on yeah. it. Like, I don't really, I didn't really remember much about it because I don't think I watched them as a kid, but, like, Mm -hmm. you just think, like, oh, like, this it's just a franchise that is, like, in large part, you know, about... Breasts, and in small part about a lot of <laughs> yes. other things, but like and guns, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and guns. We forgot, don't, don't <laughs> forget guns.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the I American that, dream, yeah. yeah. But I Truly. think that's
3: something that like I, I felt like, and I, to- I could be totally fudging this. I'm the true virgin to this conversation, so I have seen a few things, but I actually didn't even know that Angelina Jolie made out with her brother, which I will want context on in a second. Oh my god! But like when it, ta- when it comes to, how did you like, miss that? I did not know. <laughs> when it comes to like her in this role, though, I do feel like she took something that's like really shallow. I think she does this with a lot of her roles, right? It's like, she takes something that's really shallow. Like she takes a bimbo archetype or something that just doesn't have a lot of depth to it. And she kind of adds this like darkness and this bad and becomes something that like both men and women like want to like consume and look at.
1: Bicon. Like,
3: yes, yeah, she is a Bicon. And I think she does that with a lot of her roles and that that's like really shown in something that is like, Something as kind of trash as Tomb Raider, um,
0: well, right? I well, say
3: trash, but you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how dare you? Um, <laughs> the I, the fan base loved the movies because it gave the it gave she had gravitas and she did she pl- she like didn't play it as not hot, but she di- she played it more as like. The focus was the kind of Indiana Jones aspect of that character. She's like primarily a photojournalist.
2: She's <laughs> like
0: primarily like the the gun woman, and like yeah. and interested in like this uh, the the like um, mission at hand, you know.
5: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Um, so what was your, when you first watched the movies, like what was your impression like going into, I just, we haven't even gotten to talk about like your journey with it or like, whether it's like your analog what you liked about it then or what you like about it now, or I just would love to hear about your relationship to like Laura. so
0: I like I immediately I mean, I would have loved it even if it was awful. And uh, of <laughs> I mean, I've watched it a lot over the years. I don't think it's an awful movie. it's it's pretty like standard, but it's it's not bad. But I my like most distinct memory of seeing it in the theater with my mom was there's a scene where Daniel Craig comes out of the shower. With his towel low slung on his hips. And I got the biggest, like, pre-boner, like, heart palpitations. And not like visible boner, but like, I was just like, ah, what's happening. And, and I, so much so that I had to tell my mom afterwards. I was like, I feel real. Cause we were like Christian or whatever. Right. I was like, I've, I, uh, I don't know what's happening and I feel really bad. And she's like, Oh, it's, it's fine. Like <laughs> nudity can make you feel weird. It's not even nude. It's just shirtless. And it's like, girl shirtless is get nudid- a grip. shirtless
3: is nudity. When you're Christian, let's be clear. Like that, It's true. It's true. There's nothing more scandalous.
0: Wrist is nudity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I remember really enjoying it, but I think it was because of the of the like girl bossness of it all. Like just because there wasn't a lot of like female led action stuff at the time. Yeah, Um, and a strong woman. Yeah, and I, oh, you know what I'm recalling now is that I did have a Lara Croft action figure. Mm. Mm, which one? I don't, I think it was, must have been one of the earliest ones, because like late, I think maybe even before the movie came out, because I think I went into um what, the the store that, it it's what, what GameStop is now, but it used to be called something else before that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Or at least it was in my mall. And I remember, like, so at that point in my childhood, girl action figures were what I was allowed to have instead of dolls. Because I couldn't have dolls, obviously. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. not for boys. Um, (laughs) And... So, I would find the most femme action figure possible. And I think when I bought that Lara Croft action figure, I didn't even know what Tomb Raider was. But I was just like, (laughs) oh, here's this like hot bitch that I can play with. And so I bought her.
0: Yeah. I mean, that uh, she is like a perfect, um, a perfect like uh, mirror in that way because it's like, She's so cunt. It's not so porny that you, like, feel weird about it. But it is porny enough that, like, a parent (laughs) can look at it and be like... Oh, this kid is like horny for this doll. That's why. Yeah. yeah. That's why this kid wants it. Yeah, you know? yeah. He like he loves
1: her jugs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's like yes, but like not because of the way you're thinking about it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So she's she like there's a lot to like be reflected upon, Lara Croft. You know.
1: Yes, and she is she is but a vessel because like she it doesn't sound like she has much of a personality. Is that? rude of me to say?
0: I No, it's not rude of you to say, but um, she is reserved, and I maybe it's just because <laughs> I've tell. spent so much time with the games. It's like, she's cold, mm. but I do think she has a personality, and uh, that's why I like the new games are such a travesty to me, because while the gameplay is good, and the graphics are good and everything, it, she used to have these, like, one-liners where she would like do a somersault into a cave and like shoot a guy and be like sucks to be you doesn't it?" <laughs> like not that but it was like just like a, a pithy no, little that's good i like that she had this like may west thing mm, going on mm. where she was like sexy and and violent or like uh, oh my god who played austin power's dad michael cain Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine. Cain. She Cain. had this like kind of like Michael Caine. Like I don't know. It was like this weird, um, yeah, one-liner kind of like May West Samantha thing going on, but like <laughs> with violence. So th- to I'm me, that's like her personality.
1: Now I'm just imagining Samantha Jones as Laura Croft. Like that's it why she's work. not. That's why she's not on. And <laughs> just like that, she's pivoted to being a photojournalist adventurer.
3: And I am unfortunately imagining her like like going into a cave, stealing like a thousands year old artifact and going, "Oh,
0: oh,
3: you know kind of like, <laughs>
0: like she's there. like, but, oh ceremonial dagger, why don't you stab me
3: oh <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah um yeah i i I think that like honestly, thinking about like her her character as an archetype or like what the the video game world that she belonged to before that, right? Like Final Mm -hmm. Fantasy, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat or whatever, which was, as kind of Rose was saying at the beginning of this conversation, like, you know, big booby girls with long hair, maybe two swords, and they're wearing, like, basically, like, three pieces of fabric, (laughs) max. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, like, what, you know, maybe part of, like, who she was in the legacy of, and I feel like... I don't know, seeing her on screen or, like, seeing what, like, Angelina brought to her, uh, like, made it into something that was, like, I don't know, like, that we could engage with, like, beyond, like, I, I guess what, like, the male gaze was on it. Not to be, like, totally, like, you know, intellectual about it, but, like, it was just fun. Like, yeah. and I think that, like... We can go all, like, a lot of people will, can be like, oh, it's like so girl boss, or like now that Alicia Vikander wears like REI and has her Ooh. Cabela spon- pot sponsorship or whatever, yeah. like, it, it's like feminist. But it actually is like, it's not even about that. It's just about like the magnanimousness that like made her character like human and three dimensional. And I don't right. think that really exists in a lot of video game characters prior.
0: Yeah, and especially if you're not a gamer. You're just seeing this image of this, like, this girl that... Because previously in video games, it's like the girl was always like... Oh, ah,
2: ah, ah, ah. <laughs>
0: you know, it's like kind of, like, nonverbal just, like, tits. Um But, like, Angelina really, like, breathed life for especially people who hadn't interacted with the games and, like, gave it this, like, rounder... um understanding in like broader culture Mm. um
1: yeah because this was also i i i was just looking it up angelina won her oscar in 2000 because um girl interrupted came out in 1999 so like she was sort of like at her peak of being yes serious actress coming into this franchise like kind of the way that we see with franchises now where like marvel picks up all of these like big stars to come in and, like, make the, like, shooting lasers at each other seem a little bit more <laughs> yeah. Wa- weighty. Yeah. Um, so I guess Angelina was kind of, you know, the at the forefront of that movement. Totally. And, like, this movie,
0: like, really had a big impact on her life because it was shot in Cambodia, and that was where she started, like, her whole, like, activism career is based around Cambodia, Now, (laughs) which is like, um, but for better or worse, I don't know. Like I, I, there have been stories about her being kind of weird with the people in Cambodia, but she did that documentary, um, not without my father or something. I forget what it, like, you know, about, um, about the, the children in Cambodia. But, um, but yeah, it like, I think this movie like really like, uh, defined her career and her personal life in a lot of ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because her career, I think, so many parts of her career have defined the way she's viewed. Like, mm-hmm. ma- like more than more than I think any of the big like movie stars who, and, and like that's that's such a like part of the conversation now that like we don't have movie stars anymore. But Angelina like went through so many different eras. You know, she was mm-hmm. like the bad girl who was like fucking Billy Bob Thornton in the limo on the way to the Gone 60 Seconds premiere. And then she was, like, <laughs> yeah. the action star and the activist. And then she was Brangelina. She was, yeah. you know, the, like, homewrecker turned, like, A-list couple. Um, and now, I mean, everything's so consumed by, like, what's going on between her and Brad Pitt and, Ugh, you know, so the, awful. like, abuse allegations. Yeah, it really is awful. But she, like, she has really lived so many public lives it's crazy
0: yeah it's very elizabeth taylor she's got a very totally. elizabeth taylor thing going on
3: what are like some of the like similarities to you cuz i actually don't know that much about elizabeth taylor either unfortunately
0: i think it honestly i mean elizabeth taylor was kind of defined by her husband's and her weight like for better mm. or worse like that's kind of that was kind of the story during while she was alive it's like Joan river that's like what Joan Rivers would talk about when she talked about Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Taylor. But she, yeah, she she has all these, like, visual eras. You could say, like, Elizabeth Taylor 70s, like, caftans. You could say Elizabeth Taylor, like, 60s, which is, like, a defined, like, makeup style. Or, like, earlier is, like, cat on a hot tin roof. And then, like, her later career where she's, like, this fabulous old woman. And she's got the, um fragrances and and mm-hmm. she does like little weird fun projects like the flintstones is it white um, diamonds
1: is that her fragrance yes
0: yeah. i also yes.
1: feel like maybe
3: like elizabeth taylor and angelina jolie like they both have this kind of like darkness right like it's like mm-hmm. this it's like a darkness it's like um a gumption um you like understand that a lot of their characters are like maybe a little a little tortured or like have been yeah. through some shit or may- maybe a little bit of a woman on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And yet their characterization still has this like impermeability, like really unfazed, really untouchable. Like I think of Angelina Jolie as like someone who plays a lot of indestructible characters. Um, yeah. And I guess, yeah, I kind of, now I'm, I see like the kind of lineage. I Yeah. Triumph
0: over struggle. Yeah. It's like always coming out on top or always like reinventing yourself. Um, despite like everyone kind of being against you or like, uh, putting you into some like weird box that you're not consenting to be in and, um, coming out as like a movie star at the end of it, you know?
3: And I also had no idea when I was, like, reading before the record, I had no idea that she, like, had a psychotic break when she was, like, you know, I think 19 or 20. Mm. And that was, like, part of the reason she took on the Girl Interrupted role. Did you know that route? I, like, had no idea.
1: I did not know that. Although I was obsessed with Girl Interrupted. Yeah. And, um, yeah um, when it came out. Really I, cool. I, I. I mean, I don't think I saw it in theaters because I think I was... Too young, but it was it was on HBO like once a day. in yeah. <laughs> the year two thousand, and I watched it every time it was on, and I was obsessed with it. Like it's such an incredible movie. Her performance in it is insane, and I don't mean that like you know in the and I I mean that both like in that she did a good job playing someone who you know is is institutionalized, and also like it's she's so good. Yeah,
0: she really is such a like razor's edge in that movie because it's like at the beginning, you're she like does such a great job of like sucking you in and being like, Oh, I'm like the most relatable person here that Winona Ryder can be friends with, and then she has this like normal person there. Yes, and then she has these really cruel moments with, like, mm. Brittany Murphy's character, and she's just, like, everybody knows. fucking rootless. Everybody knows that
1: he fucks you. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but what they don't know is that you like, like it. it.
1: Oh, the <laughs> rotisserie chicken! Oh, God, the cast of that movie, it's, like, literally icons only. Yeah. Winona, yeah. Angelina, Brittany, fucking Elizabeth Moss, Whoopi! <laughs> Elizabeth Moss is in it. Wait, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, she's the girl who's like all burned. Oh my of course god! She is. Elizabeth Moss has been around forever. I blocked Honestly, that out.
3: She played a girl who was burnt. She probably beat out Chloe Sevigny for the role. Like she
1: uh, did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm actually really kind of shocked. Right Chloe Sevigny isn't in was, girl, and girl Yeah, true. She definitely
0: auditioned. Yeah, yeah,
1: peak. for sure.
3: Um, is that your favorite Angelina performance, Rose?
1: Um. Yeah, it's it's that or Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I mean, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is so fun. It's just a perfect it's, <laughs> so it's so fun. It's so different. Yeah, I Which, mean, Angelina's performance in in Girl Interrupted is my favorite, but I think the movie I enjoy watching the most is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like, what a moment in pop culture and, like, celebrity yeah. gossip culture. Like, whoa. Yeah. Also, I didn't
0: realize that was a remake until like a week ago, and now it's being remade again as a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the whole the whole like um, that really like cemented her was that whole thing with uh, breaking up Jen and Brad. Team
1: Angelina, team team Jen, because like. I mean, Je- you know, like Jennifer Aniston was America's sweetheart, and she and Brad mm. Pitt were the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. And then Angelina, like, you know, had this reputation as this, like, brown haired harlot. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Literally, yeah. The yeah. That's, how,
1: that's how media works. It's like if you have brown hair, yes. you're evil. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say
3: that you, you, we cannot overemphasize how culturally important that she was a brunette. Like, it, like a it's true, the Betty and dark. Veronica
1: of it all. Yes, yeah. And
3: they were foil. Like Jen and Angelina were foils for each other. Like they yeah. were the good angel and the dark angel in the public eye. And so it was the perfect love triangle, or not a love triangle, but the perfect like drama. Yeah, love triangle. You know, like,
0: Well, also, it's, like, Jennifer Aniston is, like, friends, and the craziest she ever got was, like, The Good Girl, where she, like, showed her tits. And then Angelina is, like... She showed her tits? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. (laughs) Yeah, in The Good Girl. (laughs) With Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Where she... The Good Girl is so weird. It's, like, she's playing, like, a, um, like, CVS employee or something, and it's, like, she, like, just repeated it with cake years later. Like, she's, like... (laughs) please give me Oscar. Like,
3: <laughs> uh, She tried so hard with cake. I felt it was honestly, I, th- I was so sad. I was like, girl, you can, t- I believe in you, but like, it's not yeah. cake. It's,
0: it's but cake it's like, not the one. yeah, she was like friends and like all these romantic comedies. And then Angelina was like, Tomb Raider, girl interrupted, Gia. Gia. Like, it was like, literally could
1: not be more diametrically opposed. And just like watching the movie and like, because you, you heard, like all the news stories were like Brad and Angelina like had such incredible chemistry that like it just mm-hmm. was overwhelming. And then you watch the movie and you can see it because yeah. they really do. That movie is sold by the like truly like astronomical chemistry they have.
0: Yeah, horny.
1: Horny. horny. Oh my God. (laughs) That fight they have at the end and their house is like. I mean, now it's weird looking back on it with like the context of everything, but like, it at the time was so hot.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought
5: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Is your fave, like, Angelina performance Lara Croft, or is it, do you have other fave Angelina moments in her, her story?
0: Well, um, I do have a soft spot for Salt. <laughs> Which came later. Salt Salt is so good. So good. Where is salts to? Pepper. (laughs) Which was originally written for Tom Cruise, I just found out recently. They were like, let's do the all-male reboot of salt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, the first one was written for Tom Cruise, and then he had to drop out. And they were like, what about Angelina?
3: (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, Her her um, wigs in
1: that movie are incredible. And she... Ricky's NYC <laughs> they're like and is they're a bachelorette party there's a plot point where she has to bleach her hair blonde like in the bathroom I think mm-hmm. and she does it with like box dye and it comes out like perfectly toned like <laughs> ice, b- ice blonde which is actually something that's that happens also in I don't know if you've ever seen Red Sparrow, that spy movie with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I still haven't seen that. It actually is really good, but it's kind of the same thing where she's like going undercover and she dyes her hair blonde and it's like she uses one box and like her hair is perfectly perfectly Jennifer Lawrence blonde. It's it's such a trope
0: i love God. any time a character has to duck into a bathroom and dye their hair <laughs> like a gone girl an alias yes, girl. Yeah. like yeah. Uh, or any wig action movie angelina has done a lot of wig forward films and she <laughs> yes. does not have a wig face and so it's it's really <laughs> right. great wait right. wait can she does tell us why tell us why <laughs> I don't know what it is proportionally or whatever but it's like she it's just the clockiest wig I bet you've ever seen every time and I'm sure they're beautifully made wigs but it's like have you ever seen um, life or something like it no hmm. um, it's she plays like a, a morning I mean she's really trying to go for like a Jennifer Aniston thing here but it's like she plays like a morning news anchor who like sees that she's gonna die and then she like has to live her life differently because she's been, like, living so bad. It's, like, kind of a a, a Scrooge thing. Um, but it, she has, like, a blonde, curly wig in that movie, and it looks so stupid. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> but probably her best one is either um, Girl Interrupted, that looked great, if it was a wig, I'm, I'm assuming it is, or, the, honestly, the Gone in 60 Seconds <laughs> Dreadlocks, were <laughs> no. unclockable. No. Oh, no, they were unclockable. <laughs> so Maybe she got weird. them for real.
1: Maybe she got them for real. <laughs> you know, I've actually touched one of her wigs. Which one? So in in early 2020, I did a set visit to um the Eternals set. Oh my god! It was like the last day of, of filming, and they brought us into um one of the hair and makeup trailers and Angelina's wig was just sitting there on a head and like some the person was like that's Angelina's wig and I just went right over to it and touched it and she was like Please don't do that <laughs> <laughs> But I had to. She tases you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A drone like hit me from outside. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Honestly, and escorts you out with like yeah. the, the like claw machine <laughs>
1: thing. <laughs> yeah. It was like that scene <laughs> in The Matrix where they unhook Yanu. <laughs> Wait, what is her hair in that movie? It's blonde. It's blonde. It's like, okay. It she like doesn't do well with blonde. Or... She doesn't do yeah, well it's, with blonde. It's a it's a very cool toned blonde.
3: It was it was definitely distracting. I honestly the, the, the revelation that she doesn't have a face for wigs because her face is already so incredible, is is honestly yes. that's I'm never not gonna think about that. <laughs> and I think it affected Rose and I's viewing of the Eternals because when we were watching it, she's not even really in that movie that much. Okay. And we could not stop giggling because <laughs> She just like every frame. It just like she looks like the after in the before and after at the esthetician's office. Like she looks like she was <laughs> yeah. um, three days ago.
1: It's like, like it's she, like that scene oh and, and just God. like that where they show Carrie her face <laughs> of what it what it could look like after they do a bunch of plastic surgery on her and like and that's, she's always just
3: yeah. like like so ser- like serene, just like huh. I mean and she's her little like cool... snatched.
1: She's always been so snatched. That's why like yeah. when she had yeah. short hair. It looked so incredible. I mean, Macy, Ugh, to me... That you, short hair. You give Angelina, like, m- at all What times. are you talking about? Yeah. In what I way? I definitely see that. I think you have, like, uh, such a, like, singular look. And, like, I think you have very Angelina energy.
0: Oh, my God. That's, like, the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Thank you.
1: I
3: would agree, honestly. They're just... They're, they're defining features that someone like Angelina Jolie has where, like... Women growing up were like, I want to look like Angelina. And like, I feel like my mom loved Angelina growing up despite mm-hmm. being like a devout Christian. Like, she was just like, oh my Mine God. Mine too. So amazing. Women like, love her. Yeah. Yeah. Loved her. She was the ideal. And so that's honestly why it was like so jarring for her to do Maleficent with like her, her like born this oh, way, like prosthetics. Yes. <laughs> Her yes. yes. Like her, her, yeah, that, that Gaga era. Like, and the, <laughs> oh her, God. her. Her cheekbones were so severe and you're like whoa like seeing like it was it was a lot it's very dry <laughs> but she looked incredible. I she looked so cool and maleficent.
0: She looked so fucking cool and maleficent. And that
1: might have been a wig but I think it worked because it was pretty much like her hair. You uh, know? The the cheekbones which I think like when I saw them I was like aren't those just her cheekbones but I guess they were. <laughs> yeah. They were CGI yeah. or like prosthetics but I would have absolutely believed that that was just her face. Well, it's, it is kind of, like, she,
0: and I, I mean, I don't know, I, like, it's weird, like, I don't want to, like, comment on her, like, body or whatever, but it is, like, Mm. it's, like, the distinct later era, it's, like, she's so thin and so, like, severe and she doesn't really do interviews. And, like, she's, mm. like, such a, like, faraway figure. It's, like, she's really, like, done this weird, like... She's, like, a weird, like, Hollywood, like, ghoul. I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's very leg. strange, her yeah, current like, the era. Leg. Do
1: you remember the leg?
0: The leg Yes! Leg? Yes! Oh. It's, like, I'm just this, like, thin ghoul with a leg. <laughs> leg. <laughs> she's, she's like always in all black like
1: yeah yes yes she just kind of floats along <laughs> She, yeah with like her her like big eyes and huge tits because like, like the tits have always remained yeah very large
0: yeah oh my so god nice. i forgot about the leg that's that was such a genius moment <laughs> <laughs> the leg
1: was like I think like the first time I like understood meme culture because it was the only thing you could see on the internet for. Can you describe
3: the? uh, Can you describe the leg for the virgins? Oh, it was was it was the the Oscars
1: one year where Uh Angelina just wore this dress that were that was like truly cut up to the pubis and (laughs) and it was like black and all you could see was just her leg (laughs) sticking out. Well. I need to make one
0: correction because it was kind of a a normal dress with a slit. But what Angelina did was she kind of <laughs> had it opened a little to the side <laughs> and then had the leg like hooked out of the dr- of the dress it, of the it's, slit. It,
1: it's very much giving like the showgirls poster. Yes, yes. Like, like it's like cut out of her body. But it like, was IRL Angelina showgirls was doing that poster in real life. Yeah, yeah
0: it literally was that. That's such a ghoul, good analogy.
3: Ghoul with a leg is so funny. <laughs> that
1: is that is, should be the title of this episode. It describes she's her ghoul, <laughs> ghoul with a <laughs> leg.
3: It is so funny because ghoul, ghoul ghouls are like so ugly, but she is ghoulish and she's drop dead gorgeous.
0: Like she's ghoulish, gorgeous. And gorgeous. Ghoul? She's yeah. ghoulish, she's gorgeous. Yeah,
1: <laughs> she really kind of like invented that vibe. Gigi Ghoulish. Yes. Because even, <laughs> um, even some of her early performances where she's, like, at her, you know, like, hottest, she is still giving ghoul. Like, yeah, Girl Interrupted is super ghoulie. I've never seen Gia, but I would... Well, um, li- like, I mean, literally, playing
0: a, a dead person. <laughs> R.I.P. I,
3: I don't even know that... I don't even... What is Gia about again? It's gay, right?
0: She's a gay model who contracts HIV. And death, oh. tragically, <laughs> of an overdose. Yeah.
3: Wait, like, I literally did not know that. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's great. People she is amazing. Movie. She is amazing.
3: Oh, my God. It was, I like, one of
0: her first, see. like, breakout roles. So it's also, like, kind of a trip to see Angelina, like,
1: really young and, like, really tearing it. Like, it's really good. Another movie uh, that used to be on HBO a lot, but, like, only yeah. after a certain point at night.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, like, it was, like, if they had, like, a prestige version of, like, a Skinamax movie, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That (laughs) that seemed very much the vibe. Um, I've never seen Hackers, but I, like... Hackers is great. But that image is, like, so saturated. She's such a, you know, like, perfect avatar of that time in fashion and like pop culture like that look the short hair like Mm -hmm. very like techno-y she's so hot
0: yeah 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 i mean uh that's like another amazing thing about her is that she like she's such a chameleon she was so emblematic of that late 90s moment and like that like dragon arm tattoo, like, <laughs> low-slung pants, like, short-cropped hair, like, wild child, and then, like... Heroin chic. Yeah. And then moving into the 2000s, like, celeb culture, like, in, like, uh, like such a unique way. It was... A, and, like, really a dominating way, you know? With the Brad Pitt stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, they were, at one point, the most famous people in the world, Yes. Like the Brangelina of it all. That was when we started combining people's names, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm honestly
3: like realizing when you said, like, oh, she doesn't really do interviews, I kind of forgot that she does. Like, she's very private. And I think that that, like, she's been able to maintain her allure and, like, her celebrity stature. Because of that, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, when we talk about how there are no movie stars anymore, and how there aren't, we were honestly just saying there are no Angelina Jolie's anymore, right? <laughs> right, right, right. If there are any Angelina Jolie's for this generation, they're on Instagram, and Angelina Jolie, I mean, I don't know if she's on Instagram, but she's, like, not on Instagram, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, totally. It's, there's no, like, disillusionment around... Celebrities these days, or there's so much disillusionment around celebrities. It was these all it was
0: about so the much secrets to that. of her, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was all yeah. Her, with her. It was all about secrets. Like in the beginning, like with the like the with the crazy wild child stuff. It's like, what drugs is she on? Who is she fucking? Blah, blah blah blah. And then the the Brad stuff. It was like, oh my god! Like, how did this happen? This behind the scenes like adultery, and then yeah, and yeah, she's just like very cloaked in mystery. <laughs> She
1: she's an enigma wrapped in a mystery (laughs) wrapped in I don't know something. She is another synonym. She's Dracula, kind of. She is. is, Has she ever played a vampire? Because she really should. She should. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I just I remember like not even not even like the movie itself, but when they first revealed her look for Maleficent, like Mm. that was. A moment in yeah it was like oh this culture. is right this is right yeah you know completely
3: Mal- maleficent is kind of a vampire i wonder what her um i'm trying to figure i'm trying to remember what her exact character like characteristics were in when she played beowulf's mom do you remember <gasps> that oh, oh my Beowulf god it was obsessed i was obsessed that.
0: with that i was obsessed yes she with was that. like
3: she was like booby mom monster like swamp Swamp Monster mo- yeah. I can't even remember. What do you remember anything from that movie?
0: Yeah, movie I monster. mean that movie was that movie was so weird because it was like all CGI. Yeah. It was like adult polar express. Um, <laughs> yes! Yeah! but like I don't <laughs> I'm not super familiar with the plot of Beowulf, but I know that he like has to it's like a it's like
1: what is it, Shakespeare? No, uh, it's, no, it's like pre, great, it's like a an old like n- like Norse mytho- it's,
3: something. It's it's one of the oldest texts in the literary canon, but it's like okay. this this monster named Grendel, and, and she's, she's like Grendel's mom. Grendel, Grendel, yeah, he's so. Grendel's so he,
0: I remember he has to like go down into a cave, and he's like praying to this like golden pool of water, and all of a sudden like she comes out nude, and honestly looks more like Tomb Raider than ever because she's like <laughs> yeah. a, this like kind of braid, and she's CGI and. Um and uh, and she's
3: got heels
0: and she's just, I'm just like I'm
3: just looking at pictures now she's wearing heels it's as a wild monster. it's
0: so weird yeah and then <laughs> she's just like horny talking to the sun and then I think kind of dissolves or turns into like a, a crazy looking monster or something I can't remember wow weird high movie. High. <laughs>
1: maybe i'll maybe i'll need to go watch it. Yeah, that really didn't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> it really was that. It's she's she was living in the Untranny Valley. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been an action figure. Yeah.
3: Honestly, it's remarkable that she hasn't played Trans up until this point, but I mean, some of it feels like some of her characters kind of are still Trans canon.
1: Almost all of them, I would say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? she,
1: she is the diva doll herself. Like, I think Angelina is, like, a little... She's one of the girls, in a way. I mean, well. yeah, you think
0: about, like, like the song Vogue, and they're talking about, like, Betty Davis, we love you. And it's, like, if you just, like, kind of uh, shift that idea onto modern times, it's, like, she's definitely, like, the one. It's, like, they're not saying, like, I mean, maybe some people are saying, like, Susan Sarandon, we love you. Like, you know, it's not... It's Addison not Ray. The, we and love I lo- you. Yeah, totally. It's like, it's, it, I love Susan Sarandon, but it's not quite the same thing, you know? She's no. giving this, like, glam, mysterious bitch thing, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah sexy demon vibes all the yeah. way around. Yeah, yeah. Slide into our DMs at Like A Virgin 4 2069. Tell us what's your favorite Angelina Jolie role. What's your favorite video game or favorite video game vixen baddie character to play? Um, we want to know. Also, make sure that you fill out our survey. There are links to be found also on our Instagram. Next week, we'll be back with a special Hanukkah episode all about the 2017 film Disobedience starring the two Rachels, Rachel Weiss and Rachel McAdams. will be joined by Jill Godowitz. So if you haven't watched Disobedience and you want to be a little prepared for that chat, watch it this week. It is streaming on Netflix. And get ready for all the takes, especially the spit ones. <laughs> Please rate us on Spotify, review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us at Like a Virgin for 2069. I'm your co host, Rose Domu. You can follow me anywhere online at Rose Domu. And I'm Fran Torado. You can find me at Fran Squishco anywhere you like. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Ownter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Kranchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, see you later, virgins. Ciao!
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
5: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.